0: Barack Obama continues his world tour. He spoke to a huge crowd in Berlin, borrowing from speeches in Berlin by John F. Kennedy and Ronald Reagan. He talked of this being our moment to remake the world. Today, we'll dig into that speech, and we'll hear from a member of the House of Lords on the European Union and the Islamic threat. Plus, we'll assess the presidential race with our friend Carl Jeffers. This is Jerry Johnson live from Criswell College. Join us as we look at today's news from the Christian worldview for Christ and culture.
1: Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall. It's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. I have a dream. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is, is.
0: President of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Later in the show, we'll open the toll-free lines for your questions and comments. You may also email us at talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson.
2: This is the moment when every nation in Europe must have the chance to choose its own tomorrow, free from the shadows of yesterday. In this century, we need a strong European Union that deepens the security and prosperity of this continent.
3: All right, that's Barack Obama in Germany, and he's calling for more freedom for these countries, but at the same time, a stronger European Union. In just a moment, we'll talk with a major critic of the European Union. But on the theme of Obama, in 15 minutes, we're going to have our favorite liberal, Carl Jeffers, come on. He has... A proposal to announce today not supporting Barack Obama but someone else as the Democrat nominee for president of the United States. you want to stay tuned for that, and what does the Christian worldview have to do with all of this we 're going to talk about that today, but first. Der Spiegel magazine says, number 44 has spoken. Anyone who saw Barack Obama in Berlin would recognize this man will become the 44th president of the United States. He's more ambitious than that. He wants to lay claim to be president of the world. He talked a lot about world government and the European Union. Well, recently I was in Europe. I was in Great Britain. I spoke with Lord Malcolm Pearson, one of the leading critics of the European Union. Is this a good thing? big government, world government, the European Union, or is it a bad thing? We also talked about the threat of Islamo-terrorism. Here is that interview. My guest is Lord Pearson of Rennick. Malcolm Pearson is a peer in the House of Lords. It's good to have you back again with us on Jerry Johnson Live. It's a great pleasure. Lord Pearson, uh, you have been a major critic of the European Union, particularly Great Britain's involvement in the European Union. My question is this. Should Americans be concerned about the European Union and Great Britain and their increasing alignment with the European Union?
4: Well, yes, I I think if you value the special relationship and particularly the um, alliance over uh, armed forces, then you should be very worried because the United Kingdom is steadily getting into bed with the Europeans and the, the, the emerging European army, and that will be to the detriment of NATO and our special relationship with you, our oldest ally. And perhaps nowhere do you see that more acutely than the in the EU's development of the Galileo space programme, which is um, deliberately designed to compete with your global positioning system. And it is, I'm afraid the fruit of France's deep psychotic need to bite the hand that freed her in two world wars. And uh, this means that in ten years' time or so, we may not be able to fight alongside you because the smart bombs of the future will be directed by these systems. And our bombs (laughs) will be, if we go on down the route we're going down, our, our, our smart bombs will be operated by by, um, Galileo and yours will be operated by the global positioning system. You know, there are other concerns Americans
3: have about uh, world government, uh, the World Bank, and uh, the courts, really, in Europe. I noticed this week um, there's going to be a fee for a vacation trip in Europe. (laughs) There's going to be um, an environment kind of a fee as well. Do you think
4: the European Union compromises the sovereignty of the British people? Well, absolutely, certainly it does. I mean, that is not denied. Those who favour this project see it, as you say, as a step on the way to world government, uh, which they favour. Um, but there's no doubt that it's achieved at a, at a very high cost to our sovereignty. For instance, at the moment, most of our law, perhaps some 75% of our law, Uh, And the government admits that the large majority of our business law is now made in Brussels, with the House of Commons and and, and this place, um, the House of Lords, made wholly redundant. That law is is proposed by the European Commission, the bureaucracy, um, in secret. It is negotiated in secret in the Committee of Permanent Representatives in Brussels or bureaucrats from the nation states and it is then passed in secret in the council of ministers and once it's gone through the council of ministers there's nothing the house of commons or the lords can do so that is a very substantial intrusion into our, our sovereignty in fact one could say that most most of our sovereignty has already gone to brussels which which is why some of us want to get it back
3: This is Jerry Johnson Live. My guest is Lord Pearson of Rennick, Malcolm Pearson. Uh, It's good to be back here with you again. Um, We've been hearing a lot about the growth of Islam in Europe. Do you think the Islamification of some of the European countries will affect the stability and the viability of the European Union?
4: Yes, uh, I'm sure it will. The Islamists, that's the Violent Islam is unfortunately on a roll in France, in Holland, in in most European countries, certainly in our country. And, of course, you have the whole dilemma of Turkey, whether Turkey joins the European Union, and if and when it does, what will be the state of Islamism in Turkey? These are difficult questions which which we face. Um, But but certainly um, the European Union's determination... To avoid any uh, reliance or earthing in our Christian culture and really vaunting the humanist uh, culture lays the whole project open to penetration by, 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 by the Islamists and um, we can be sure they won't be slow to take it up.
3: Lord Pearson, we were here a little over three years ago on July 6, 2005. There was a great excitement, an announcement that day that... Um, The Olympics were coming to London. Within 24 hours, on 7-7, 2005, we had the London bombings. I noticed this week that 400 relatives of one of the suicide bombers met at the graveside of that so-called martyr, uh, celebrating um, the
4: cause. What does this mean for British people? Well, I... I think the British people are beginning to get the Islamist threat into very clear focus. It is really the British political classes um, who are growing ever more separate from real people. In other words, the people who make the real money to pay the taxes to keep our mm-hmm. political classes in the style to which they become accustomed. It is our political classes with their... Um, lefty, liberal consensus, which finds it very difficult to identify the Islamist enemy for what it is, uh, and and to stand up to it um, fearlessly. Part of the, the strategy of violent Islam is to use um, the hospitality and generosity of I- I- its enemies, and that it has done. Um, there are now, I'm told, some three thousand homegrown young Islamists in this country, who, on a fortnight's crash course in Afghanistan, will come back and repeat what happened on the seventh of July, and and, and therefore. I think in this, as in so many things now, we see the British political class, and by that I mean the House of Commons, this place, the House of Lords, the bureaucracy which supports us, and of course the political media which feeds on it, getting ever more divorced from the interests of of, of real people and incapable of really uh, serving those interests.
3: Uh, Lord Pearson, I noticed this week that uh, some of the Muslims were claiming that they felt like Jews. Uh, they're not being treated fairly uh, in Europe, in England. I noticed also uh, in the last fortnight that the, one of the leading – the leading judge in the UK said, we need to incorporate Sharia law. Mm-hmm. How do you think people on the streets feel about this? What do you think about Sharia law? Is that compatible
4: with democracy, with Magna Carta, uh, with constitutional monarchy? No, of course it isn't, but it's the, the best and most important example of, of what I've just said, that the, um, that the political class, and in that I include the senior judiciary, obviously, um, simply don't seem to understand the nature of the enemy they are fighting. And um, on the other hand, when the mild Muslims, the ones who are not Islamists, complain about being victimized, um, well, that is the obvious result of none of us standing up enough to the violent Islamists. And that includes them, I'm afraid, Um, because we had an initiative recently where we published a charter of Muslim understanding and we asked all good and decent Muslims to sign a charter to the effect that they went along with the, 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 the fundamental rights of the United Nations Charter uh, and, and so on. Um, and we published the 23 most violent versions of verses of the Quran and we asked them to sign up um, to, 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 to the view that um, uh, these verses cannot be taken literally and seriously in de- today. And they include the degradation of women. I mean, in, in, in Islam, we, we do have gender apartheid, it's perfectly clear. And yet the, the, the liberal left in this country won't um, say that and stand up against it. And most important of all, the mild Muslims won't. I'm afraid because they're too frightened of the other ones, of, of the violent ones. And that's one of the biggest problems. How do you get this conversation going? How do you get what we're talking about now into the open and debate it fearlessly? and that there should be Sharia law um, with its multiple marriages and all the rest of it, as I say, its, it's gender apartheid um, running in, 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 in British cities, and it is, it, it is running in most British cities, should be stopped. Uh, and, and the British law should be brought down against it, and, and people should be told, you know, if you don't want to live by our law, then please live somewhere else, which is what the Australians said, and God bless them. Well, one way we can get people to talk about
3: it is uh, to continue to talk to you about it, and we will. Again, our guest, Lord Pearson of Renwick, Malcolm Pearson. We are here at uh, the House of Lords, Westminster, London. Uh, We thank you for being with us today.
4: It's it's been been a great honor, and I hope I haven't been too controversial.
3: All right, that's Lord Malcolm Pearson, and he told me after that interview that the BBC, the British Broadcasting Company, would not broadcast an interview like that because they would be afraid of his criticisms of Islam, that they would be bombed. Well, he said Sharia law is not compatible with democracy. And folks, this is not just happening in Europe, in England, it's happening right here in the United States. There is a special on honor killings this weekend on Fox News. Right here in America, Muslim fathers are killing their daughters You'll watch that special. But uh, Lord Pearson also warned that the European Union was taking away the freedoms of the British people. Now, here's Obama again. He says he wants the European countries to have more freedom, but he says he wants a strong European Union.
2: This is the moment when every nation in Europe must have the chance to choose its own tomorrow, free from the shadows of yesterday. In this century, we need a strong European Union that deepens the security and prosperity of this continent.
3: <laughs> well, if they have a strong European Union, a, a government, central government, they will not have freedom. These countries will not have freedom. Their law will be made in Brussels, not in Berlin, not in Frankfurt, not in London, but in Brussels. Well, when we come back, how did Obama do in Europe? And... Um, What do liberals think? What do Democrats think? We'll talk with our favorite liberal, Carl Jeffers, when we come back. It's Jerry Johnson Live.
5: I've got a full-time job and a family, and I'm also getting a master's degree at Criswell College. The new Mac at Night program offers evening block courses for a Master of Arts in Counseling degree. It's so convenient and fits my busy lifestyle as a mom and a professional. Mac at Night offers licensure and non-licensure programs so you can gain ministry knowledge and even prepare for a doctorate. Mac at Night professors are at the top of the Christian counseling field, and Criswell College is partnered with a number of ministries, so you'll get experience and great contacts. My friends and family are so excited to see me back in school with the Mac at Night program at Criswell College. A Master of Arts in Counseling has never been so convenient. Come on, join me for Mac at Night. For more details, call 800-899-0012 or visit chriswell.edu.
2: Invest in God's kingdom and in yourself through the Chriswell College. See us on the web at chriswell.edu. That's chriswell.edu. You're
0: listening to Jerry Johnson Live! Now, here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications.
1: Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall.
3: Well, that's great sound. Ronald Reagan in Berlin. Is Barack Obama
2: measuring up? Here he is in Berlin. I come to Berlin as so many of my countrymen have come before. Although tonight I speak to you not as a candidate for president, but as a citizen. A proud citizen of the United States and a fellow citizen of the world. Well, I'm not
3: sure he came as the others did before, because the others came as president. He actually uh, refuted himself in that line. But how is he doing? It seems to me... That the Europeans are gaga over Obama. Again, from Der Spiegel, number forty-four has spoken. Gerhard Spurl says, Anybody who saw Obama in Berlin could recognize this man will become the forty-fourth president of the United States. He is more than ambitious. He wants to lay claim to become president of the world. What do you think about that? How do Americans feel about this? With us to talk about it is our good friend, our favorite liberal, Carl Jeffers. He's nationally renowned political and social commentator. He writes for the Seattle Times, the Huffington Post. He has his own radio talk show, On Fire with Carl Jeffers. He's all over NBC and cable and radio. Carl, welcome back.
6: Well, it's good to be here with you today, Jerry. I'm, I'm actually in the United States. I'm not in Europe. <laughs> okay,
3: well, <laughs> tell me this, Carl. Yes. Um, what do you make of this Obama-mania
6: in Europe? Well, I think it's real, I think it's genuine, uh and there's no question that that even throughout the primaries, uh Barack Obama was actually enjoying higher approval ratings in Europe and the rest of the world than in many places uh in the US. Uh, the, the the Europeans number one. I must be very candid about this. Uh we do know of, and everyone's had this experience. Europeans have had for many years the issue of race pretty much well behind them. Yes. Uh, far more advanced than Americans. So to them, they were excited about the idea of, a, of an African-American running for president. Number two, uh, particularly the European populations, as opposed to some of their governments, really have been the most vociferously unhappy with the Bush administration's foreign hey, policy. Hey, Carl,
3: let me ask you this then. But is sure. it because all right, they're against the Iraq War, they're right. more socialist, they're for gay marriage, they don't have God in the EU Constitution, so it's a fit with Obama. What do you think of that?
6: Well, I don't, I don't know about the, the, the issue of religion there, Jerry. I, I don't think that the Europeans would, would uh, uh, sit quietly to a claim that they were less religious or less faithful. No, the After EU all, Constitution,
3: they, though, doesn't I mean, have any know. reference to a creator uh, <laughs> sure. or uh, the divine, as the U.S. Declaration mm-hmm. does. That's all I'm saying.
6: Well, you know, Jerry, and, 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 to, to sort of tongue-in-cheek here, uh, the Europeans don't take a second seat to anybody when their commitment comes, because over centuries they've killed millions of people <laughs> around the world in the name of religion. <laughs>
3: well, that, that is true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Well, that's true. Let's go to this, Carl. Let's shift gears, because I want to ask you this. Um, I'm looking at a book here that's called The Case Against Barack Obama. Mm -hmm. Uh, With all this great press, Mm -hmm. uh, there were polls out this week, weren't there, that actually showed uh, Barack and McCain running neck and neck in many places in the United States and in some key states. Uh, he's not doing so well, is he?
6: Well, I would I would add to that. Uh, you mentioned the Europeans being so excited for him, and that is very true. Uh, but I would remind all of us that uh, in U.S. presidential elections, the European vote tends to come in somewhere after the polls close here in the U.S., <laughs> so it, it, it may not have that much impact. And that is important because, because the point that I've been making this week, uh, Jerry, is that these new poll numbers show some real concern and should give pause to the very strident obama supporters who think that this election is over and it's going to be a piece of cake it is not listen jerry in the last month and a half your listeners can answer this question has the economy gotten better or worse the answer is the economy's gotten worse and yet john mccain has actually gained in his approval rating and has closed the gap whereas you would expect that the economy getting worse would mean that he would be falling well, also, just,
3: Obama had a great visit. He has had a great tour, but his poll numbers don't reflect
6: it. Well, the, the, let, let's be fair. The, the poll numbers are not going to reflect the tour uh, uh, yet, because yes. he hasn't even gotten back yet.
3: Well, that's true. Uh,
6: and, and I would say over the next 10 days, we'll, we'll see a okay. little bit of a bump. But here's what he has to be concerned about, Jerry. Uh, let me give you these four states. In Wisconsin, just a month ago, Obama had an 11-point lead. He's now down a four-point lead. In Colorado, the, Obama was Leading in Colorado. It's now a dead even tie. Wow. This will really get you. In Minnesota, last month Obama led by 17 points. It's now tied in Minnesota. And if McCain puts uh, McC- um, um, Tim McCauley, the governor, on the ticket as his vice president, it could almost guarantee yes. Minnesota yes. would go Republican. The one good news for Obama is that in New Mexico, that state seems to be shifting from red as a Republican state uh, to a toss up. That's Richardson, though. He's doing very, very well That's Richardson, Americans. the
3: governor. Let me ask you this question because mm-hmm. I can make the conservative case against Barack Obama, but you are a liberal, you're a Democrat. Um, what is the case in your mind against Barack Obama?
6: Well, the case in that, that one would make, uh, the overall theme, would be that he's untested, uh, he hasn't proven himself, he's not ready and doesn't have the experience. Now, it, that's a macro-analysis. A micro-analysis uh, micro would suggest that there's some real resonance with that argument, because John McCain this week, he stayed on the message that if it wasn't for the surge, Barack Obama wouldn't even have been able to go to Iraq right. and Afghanistan, and that as a result, uh, that it proves the surge worked. And Barack Obama voted against the surge. So this is a, the kind of argument that McCain, if he continues to to, to make those arguments, he gains stature. The most telling uh, uh, evidence of that, Jerry, is the poll that shows that right now 55% of the American people think that Barack Obama is a risky choice for president, only 35%. Uh, think that McCain is the riskier choice. So that is the biggest case you could make against Obama. My p- concern is that underneath that, though, I do believe that the that the press and the media, which has demonstrated a very pronounced uh, favorability inclination to Obama, I won't say a bias, but a favorability inclination, that I believe the media in the country and liberals in America are completely underestimating the importance that race will play when America Americans go behind the curtain and close it to vote on November wow. 3rd. Wow.
3: All right, let's go to that theme you mentioned about him being maybe not ready for prime time. I want you to listen, Carl, now to John F. Kennedy in Berlin, 1963.
1: All free men, wherever they may live, are citizens of Berlin. And therefore, as a free man, I take pride In the words, Ich bin ein Berliner.
3: So Kennedy said, Ich bin ein Berliner. Mm -hmm. Could Obama say, Ich bin ein Beginner? That is, uh, he still is a beginner. And there, yeah. I mean, he gave a great speech over there, mm-hmm. but there wasn't the weight, the depth, the breadth that you feel when Reagan is standing at the Brandenburg Gate, uh, when Kennedy is there. In the wake of all that was going on, just the location doesn't cut it. I mean, there's no crisis there right
6: now. Well, let me make three quick points. Yes. Number one. Uh, Barack Obama is one of the greatest public speakers uh, that we have had on the national stage in a long time and the only names that I would add to the list that you mentioned of Ronald Reagan and Jack Kennedy would be Bill Clinton but when, when those three gentlemen went to uh, Europe, uh, Reagan to Scotland and Ireland and to uh, 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 West Germany and said uh, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall and, and Jack Kennedy who not only said by the way, I in Berlina but he also said, and this got the crowd Completely raised uh, and crazy. He says that, in case many of you don't know me, I'm the man who accompanied Jackie Kennedy here to Paris. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the popular. kind of, of uh, comfort level they had. And Bill Clinton, people don't remember this, but he wowed them. They had close to 400,000 in Ireland and Scotland. But their difference is they went as president as a result. The expectations for them when they got there were lower, so they exceeded the expectations. Barack Obama, going as a candidate for president with all of the press and hoopla, his expectations were higher, so almost anything he did would almost fall a bit short. I can tell you, Jerry, if President Bush went to Afghanistan and Iraq right now to sign a treaty to bring home the troops, there would be fewer media people covering him (laughs) than went to uh, Iraq and Afghanistan and to Europe with Barack Obama.
3: Carl, uh, as a democrat, mm-hmm. do you think the party is making a big mistake in staying with Obama? Uh would Hillary be a much better candidate?
6: well i have to answer both questions separately i think hillary would be a stronger candidate in the fall against john mccain but i've said that for months and i said that i think hillary absolutely beats john mccain uh... whereas barack obama it's 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 dicey but there was a time when i thought barack obama could not win now i believe he can win but here's the bottom line if this election turns out to be a landslide which it should because democrats by right have the upper hand on every single issue if it's a landslide barack obama is your next president but if this election turns out to be close within three to four to five points john mccain is your next president because it means that the issues that i've been raising race and and leadership experience will have been a major factor in people's voting finally the democratic party is not making a big mistake however uh... in staying with barack obama i think they in fact uh... are required to and he's earned the nomination i'm not a sour loser here but hillary was the stronger candidate. Wow.
3: Let me ask you this final question, Carl. You Mm -hmm. mentioned race, the race factor. Mm -hmm. Can you name one or two swing states where that covert race factor could hurt Obama?
6: Well, I could name about eight where it could. Let me tell you something. In Pennsylvania, which is a reliably blue state, when they had the primary with Clinton and Obama... Clinton got almost 80% of the white vote in the Democratic There it is, primary, right there, Pennsylvania. And, and Barack Obama, he got eight, 95% of the black vote. Here's my conclusion, and this is interesting, and, and I want our listeners to, to listen closely. Ten seconds. In the primaries, the states where blacks and whites have to live together, side by side, work together... Where the states where it was very divided. Whites voted for Clinton, blacks voted for Obama. In the states where there are very few blacks and whites don't have to deal with this on a day-to-day basis, it went t- overwhelmingly for Obama. Now You've got to go.
3: Bye-bye, Carl.
0: <laughs> You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Crystal College And Crystal Communications.
1: General Secretary Gorbachev, if you seek peace, if you seek prosperity for the Soviet Union and Eastern Europe, if you seek liberalization, come here to this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate.
3: All right, that's President Reagan speaking in Berlin. And Obama, trying to follow Reagan, trying to follow Kennedy, going to Berlin. But I've got to remind you that uh, the Cold War was the backdrop for Kennedy, the beginning of it, uh, a crisis in it, that is. And then for Reagan, towards the end of it, I remind you that when Reagan was there, there were hundreds or thousands of protesters. There were people pressuring Reagan not to say, not to be tough, not to be aggressive. There is no crisis in Europe. There was no crisis in Europe when Obama arrives. It's all uh, really adoring crowds and press. Uh, But Obama did try to create a moment. And I do want you to call in about this. How do you think he did? And what does all of this uh, one world language, citizen of the world language mean, European Union language mean? I mean, this is... Big government, world government, big brother kind of talk. What's your reaction to that? 800-881-9270. 800-881-9270. And, and maybe you heard what he said about the environment over there and what he said about Iraq and what he said about Islam. What's your reaction to that? 800-881-9270. Now, I do say he tried to create a moment, and he is a great orator, Barack Obama. And I want you to listen to a theme, because he was trying to create a moment, a memory, a photo op. Here are some of those moments. This is the moment.
2: This is the moment when we must defeat terror and dry up the well of extremism that supports it. This is the moment when we must renew our resolve to rout the terrorists who threaten our security in Afghanistan and the traffickers who sell drugs on your streets. This is the moment when we must renew the goal of a world without nuclear weapons. This is the moment when every nation in Europe must have the chance to choose its own tomorrow, free from the shadows of yesterday. In this century, we need a strong European Union that deepens the security and prosperity of this continent. This is the moment when we must build on the wealth that opens markets, have created, and share its benefits more equitably. This is the moment for trade that is free and fair for all. This is the moment we must help answer the call for a new dawn in the Middle East. This is the moment when we must come together to save this planet. And this is the moment when we must give hope to those left behind in a globalized world.
3: All right, that's Barack Obama in Berlin. This is the moment. Is this his moment? Hundreds of reporters there uh, getting all of this coverage. Um... What do you think? The number, eight hundred eight eight one nine two seven zero. He's talking a lot about big government. He's talking socialism. I think that's one of the reasons uh, the Europeans like him. They are running on socialist governments, and Obama has a socialist program. We've got Bob on the line from Terrell. Bob, what do you make of this?
6: Yes, Dr. Johnson, it wasn't long ago when uh, uh, Obama was saying that uh, Ir- Iran wasn't a uh, powerful force that we didn't have to deal with, and now he's changed his view and also uh I think people need to realize that uh a change with Obama means that uh, the government's going to tell uh, Americans how many showers they can take a week, how many uh times they can uh, go to the bathroom and use how many how different types of uh toilet paper and uh, so forth. And- <laughs> well,
3: you're right Bob, that is the European model uh of big government from above. We heard Lord Pearson earlier. And uh, you've got Brussels, the European Union, headquartered there, telling the British that they uh, have to pay a vacation tax, for instance. And uh, they have to pay an environmental tax and really dictating policy for British people from Brussels. And uh, that is the wave of the future with the United Nations. And Barack Obama said, hey, we want all the European nations to be free but then, out of the other side of his mouth, he said, we want a strong European Union. Well, we've got Sonny on the line from Grand Prairie. Sonny, what do you make of this Obama emphasis in Europe?
5: If you'd like to make a call, please.
3: Oh, that's Sonny. I've heard her before, but uh, no message there. Let's go to Alita from Plano. Alita, thank you for calling. What's your view?
7: Well, I think he's proving himself to be a socialist in uh, everything he has said. Even in what he, he did, i going to on this tour to Europe and to um, other countries of the world before he even became president. He's he's proving himself to be a socialist um, by everything he's saying, talking about.
3: Um, well, he talked about sharing, for instance. Uh, that is that he talked about um, the poor sharing with the rich. <laughs> <laughs> that is that the, that the the world must share in the prosperity so it's not enough again for sort of to have a sort of a welfare state in the united states or in france or in great britain he's looking for a worldwide welfare state if you read the speech closely that is what he is proposing a worldwide version of the welfare state or the socialist system. I think it's spooky. Let's move on to Joy from Dallas. Joy, thank you for calling. What's your view?
8: Um hi Dr. Johnson. Thank you for um hearing me. Um I listened to the speech he gave, but my question particularly is to you. I just wanted to ask you just this one question. Why do you hate Obama so much in all of your speech?
3: Okay, thank you so much, Joy. Well, look, I don't hate Barack Obama, but uh, I am not neutral when it comes to two parties, two candidates, three parties, three candidates, four parties, four candidates. Uh, Obama represents one view of the world and the government. Uh, I think McCain represents another view at this moment. Uh, Look, John McCain stands for the sanctity of innocent human life. Barack Obama does not. Barack Obama supports abortion on the demand at the latest stages. John McCain has said now he is opposed to gay marriage. Barack Obama says about California he has no problem with the gay marriage issue in California. John McCain uh, really believes that uh, your property is yours. He believes in the principle of private property. You earn something, it's yours. Uh, Barack Obama wants to tax and give your money to other people. He wants to redistribute wealth, not only in America, but also in the world. The Bible says, Thou shalt not steal. I think the Bible has something to say about tax policy. You don't take my money, your money, and give it to other people. And um, so, I mean, I could go on and on. Um, I think John McCain takes the Islamo-terrorist threat seriously. Romans 13 says that it's the rule, the ruler who bears the sword uh, to protect us from the evildoers. Uh, We take sin seriously. John McCain knows that we have peace and security through strength. Obama says, well, I'll just go talk to Ahmadinejad without any preconditions. Uh, Iran is not a threat. I'm going to tell you, Iran is a threat. They've said they want to wipe Israel off the globe. They want to imagine a world without America, and uh, they are not going to back off their nuclear program. So I think John McCain has a more realistic view of sin And the government's job, and evil, and the government's job to restrain evil and the evildoers that would take away innocent human life. So, it's not that I hate this man. I don't hate this man. I think he's a great speaker. I think he's a nice sort of a guy. But I think he's naive politically, and I think he is not going to stand up for the sanctity of human life. I think he's a neophyte. He hasn't done a thing politically. Uh, he has not accomplished anything as a senator of note, of worth, and they keep going back to him being a community organizer. That is not usually uh, the kind of qualification we look for in a president of the United States. So, long answer, short question. I don't hate Obama. I just don't think he's ready for prime time to be president of the United States. we got Lois on the line from Dallas. Thank you for calling. Lois, what's your view? Hello? Yes, you're on the um, air.
7: Yes, I'm, I'm gonna probably say something that's really gonna cause a lot of tr- controversy, but this is what I feel. I believe that Obama is a forerunner, would you, so to say, for the Antichrist. I believe he's going to allow a lot of things to come into America that, uh, a man of God or a, a uh, a Christian would not allow and I'm not saying that he's not you know uh
3: What reason do you have for saying that?
7: Just the the different things that he stands for and uh just just some things that I've read on the internet and I read on CNN today that uh one they they're saying that one day the world will hate him. Mm. And um uh, we know what's going to happen, you know, when the Antichrist comes in and what he's going to do. And there's going to be a day that people are going to hate, you know, because of he's going to appear so good and so he's going to be so meek and so good and he's going to do so much good and everything, and then he's going to turn on people. And that's just my feeling. I'm not saying that it's Well, thank it's you, right, Lois. We've got to move I,
3: on. I appreciate your comment. Um, I, I don't know if... Um That will materialize. If the world will hate him right now, they love him. But uh, I will say this, when you look at the trend of big government and world government, uh, that is a theme in the Bible that is not a good theme. Uh, The Bible identifies nations and states, states. nation-states. The Bible does not envision a one-world government except one towards the end that's pretty bad. And so that is not the kind of language we want to hear. This is Jerry Johnson live. I think we've got Marguerite holding. I hope she'll hang on through the break. We'll take your call when we come back. And we invite others to call who are supporting Barack Obama. Equal time here. Those who are opposed as well, 800-881-9270, 881-9270. This is Jerry Johnson live. When we come back, we'll play more of this speech. Who does Obama blame for global warming? Who does Obama blame for terrorism? It's not what you think. We'll play that sound when we come back. Jerry Johnson Live, 800-881-9270.
5: Criswell College is proud to present the new MacAdnight program. It's a Master of Arts in Counseling degree obtained by attending evening block classes. There are licensure and non-licensure options depending on your career goals. Mac at Night features some of the best professors in the field of Christian counseling, and all courses are biblically based. Expand your ministry or prepare for a doctorate. Criswell College makes it simple and convenient. All MacAdnight courses are scheduled with the working professional in mind. If you've got a full-time job, a busy lifestyle, or even raising a family, you're perfect for Mac at Night. Get your Master of Arts in Counseling at Criswell College with Mac at Night. Call 800-899-0012 or go to criswell.edu. That's 800-899-0012 or criswell.edu.
2: Invest in God's work and yourself through this convenient program through the Criswell College. It's Mac at Night. See criswell.edu. That's criswell.edu.
0: listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications.
2: People of Berlin, people of the world, this is our moment. This is our time.
3: Well, that's Barack Obama, and he says, this is our moment, this is our time. Uh, he's very impressive as an orator, but sometimes a lot of vague sloganeering. What does it really mean? We've got Marguerite on the line. Marguerite, what do you think of Obama, these speeches, his platform?
5: I'm for Obama. Why? I am a Democrat. Good. I am a black American. I have listened to your program probably for the last year or so. Yes. I'm sad that you're on the Chriswell station, a Christian radio mm-hmm. station you and your co-host—if you only knew how you sound over the radio—it sounds as if you are prejudiced. No, you don't hate him. You're just a prejudiced person.
3: Well, let me ask you something, Marguerite. And have yes, you heard? I, let me ask you a question now. Yes, I have. Well, let me ask you a question. i listen to what you. Well, no, to- no, no. Listen to my question, okay? Please listen. Well, I'll let you talk some more. But did you hear the program when I said one of the good things? about Obama being president if he's elected, is that it would be good for race relations. It would be good for us to elect a black man as president of the United States. There are many black people that I would support as president of the United States. Did you hear me say that about him? If he is elected, it would be a good thing for race relations. Did you hear me say that? I
5: just now heard you say well, that. Well, I did say that. I did. Praise a- the Lord, because well, God I- hears everything well, we say and do. I do
3: believe that, Marguerite. I I think it, that would be one of the good things about him becoming president. It would help us turn the corner on race relations. But let me ask you, Marguerite, do you feel that four thousand babies being aborted a day and no and to listen, to and three people. out of let me ask you, three out of five black pregnancies end in abortion. Abortion is committing a kind of racial genocide against the black people. Don't you think Barack Obama? ought to stand up for the sanctity of innocent human life?
5: You know what? I work for the hospital. I don't know where you get your statistics from, but every time I hear something on your program it's always about blacks. How many whites... How many Hispanics? How many other colors? You only concentrate on white. No, rain, I, I I
3: would say that so uh, just, you brought up race. should
5: be pleased with you.
3: I'm just trying to address the question trying to, of I'm whether I'm
5: going to let you know that America's listening to you Jerry Johnson. Good. It's almost as if this is <laughs> Jerry Springer live radio. No. That's what your program has become. And I like other callers. If they'll groove me to call you and say it.
3: Well we we it's let you speak. But Please let me ask you this question, Jerry Marguerite. Doesn't. You did not uh ans- answer my question. I do want I do wanna ask you. If the fact that three out of five black pregnancies end in abortion
5: where you got those facts for I, I don't think your facts are you can
3: are right. get that from the Guttmacher Institute, Planned Parenthood. In what we year? had an expert on in the program. What year? We had right now this is happening. I we had an that. expert on the program when we did the Jeremiah Wright emphasis, we talked about this, but we had a black woman on the program, a former Miss America contestant. She
5: didn't who, have to be black to
3: answer that question. Well, it edu- just shows her that not, you not she wasn't. She and was God not.
5: not about race. She
3: was not racially biased. You are. You brought up the racial issue, you and I'm just telling race. you, Why I'm using. you just
5: say a man. He's not even black. As you really know, but you want to portray well, him to the Well,
3: I'm America sorry, Marguerite, that you brought up that race, and then you don't want to talk about race.
5: You and your co-host.
3: What you brought if it up, I did not bring.
5: Because bring <laughs> you want to poison the mind of American people. I'm
3: Marguerite, I'm going to let you go, and because you're not you're not really allowing uh, here, us to dialogue on the issues. Let's move on to Alicia and Marguerite. Call back on another day. Let's get some other callers in. Alicia, uh, you're hi, on the hi, air. Hi,
8: Johnson. I, I respect you, and I listen to you every day, and I'm African American. And I have a lot of relatives that probably wouldn't agree with what I say, but <laughs> I, um, I agree with everything that you're saying. I think that there's a spirit of the Antichrist, because everything that he um, agrees with is opposing to what Christ said, and that the Bible says that the Antichrist will deceive many with world peace. And that's exactly what Barack Obama is doing. If I would endorse anyone, it would have to be McCain, because John Hagee endorsed him. Mm. And I respect John Hagee as well. I think a lot of African Americans are deceived, um, because they want an uh, African American to be in office so bad, and I want that as well, but we, we still have to vote for what 's right we 're Christians first before we're we 're African Americans.
3: Thank you so much, of Alicia. A
7: God, you
8: know? Thank
3: you so much, and uh, I, I think Alicia may be the antidote to marguerite that 's a good word and a good call. Let me just say, I would vote in a second for a person like Clarence Thomas, who happens to be a black man. I would vote in a second for J.C. Watts, who happens to be a black man, to be President of the United States. For me, this is not a race issue. It's a human life issue. It's a marriage issue. Well, let me just remind you that this Sunday night, once again, Dr. W.A. Chriswell, wacriswell.com. Larry, let's get ready to hear Dr. Chriswell. Here is a tease of what you will hear this Sunday night.
1: Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is the flower of grace. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away, but the word of the Lord endureth forever." And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. You can easily see why I would love that text. In the heart of it, the apostle quotes Isaiah 48, which is my favorite verse in the Bible. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the Word of our God shall stand forever.
3: All right, that's Dr. W.A. Chriswell. Dr. W.A. Criswell, he's talking about the foundation of the faith, which is the Word of God. You can hear that entire sermon this Sunday night at 7 o'clock on KCBI, KCRN, and KSYA, WACriswell.com. One of the greatest preachers of all time, right here, WACriswell.com. But let's talk about that verse and uh, Marguerite, really, because I'm burdened about Marguerite. I surely don't want to come across as racist or prejudiced. And um, I do believe that all of us are creating God's image, co-equal, all of us image God, regardless of our gender, regardless of our age, regardless of our race. There is no superiority or inferiority based upon race. And uh, none given, none taken, I hope, on this program. But it comes down to this. Dr. Chris will talking about the Word of God standing forever. The Bible says, Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not murder. Now, either that is an absolute, and we must stand up for the sanctity of human life, and oppose abortion and infanticide as a country, or we won't. And it just so happens that Mr. Obama is siding with the pro-abortion, pro-euthanasia, pro-infanticide, pro-partial birth abortion crowd. And I cannot support. His job as president would be to defend innocent human life. And so any politician, Republican or Democrat or Libertarian, who will not stand up for the sanctity of innocent human life, I think deserves our critique.
0: You've been listening to Jerry Johnson Live, a Christian worldview radio show. Join Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. for an hour of relevant discussion of news and culture from a Christian perspective.